All right. So we talked about testimonies. How many of you have worked on your testimonies this past couple of weeks? Getting it ready to share with us. Matt's got his ready. All right, good. Star student. Let's give him a. He's got a star. Yay, Matt. All right. <laughs> so Matt's got his. Get you. Y'all need to work on it. It don't have to be. It's just a two-minute testimony. Remember, we watched the video, How to Prepare a Testimony. Uh, it's important that we share your testimony. That's the greatest tool we have of evangelism. And next week, we're going to be talking about evangelism. So it's going to be important for us to get to that point. So uh, the first week... Oh, what about your go-to verse? How many of you got a go-to verse? Go-to verse. Okay, somebody would like to share their go-to verse with us? Matt shared his last week. Who would like to share theirs this week? We shared ours last week, too. That's right. Y'all shared yours? All right, anybody else? Go-to verse. Nita, you want to share yours? Not really, but I will. Okay. Um, well, mine is... Uh, Ephesians 4.24 if, Therefore, if you be in Christ, you're a new creation that all has passed away and the new has come. Okay, Ted, what's your go-to verse? Um, I'd rather keep my go-to verse to myself, thank you. <laughs> okay. So so when somebody comes up and says, Ted, are you a Christian? You don't have nothing, you don't have one you jump right to? I mean, we all have John 316, don't we? Well, I never jump to a verse if somebody comes and asks me. Well, I mean, you know, they talk to you about your, your life and who you are and everything. What do you what do you have to say to them if you can help them build be a faithful witness, a uh, you know, a, a disciple of Christ? You gotta be able to get in there and uh, defend your ground and share share the word of God with them. All right. Well, let's go ahead and begin today. So, what is you know we talked the last the first week we talked about what it means to be a church. Then we talked about what it means uh, to be a church member. And now we're going to talk about what is expected of a church member. What is expected of a church member? Now today we're going to be looking at our job description. All of y'all are applying for to to work here. You're applying to be a part of First Baptist Castleberry. So here's your job description. Each member of FBC is expected to be disciples of Christ. Now, when we talk about being a disciple of Christ, what does that mean? Can somebody help me elaborate on it a little bit? What does it mean to be a disciple of Christ? Okay, to know Him and make Him known. That's what it means to be a disciple of Christ. We've got to get that in there. So and in the church, the expectation is to be a disciple of Christ, supporting the work of the church through regular attendance. And we'll talk a little bit about attendance in a little bit. Participating in ministries of the church. Praying for fellow uh, members of the church and financially supporting the church. So these are the requirements, some of the requirements that is there. So area ministries supporting the work of the church where needed. You know, uh, when we talk about supporting the work of the church where needed, what does that mean? Does that mean that you, uh, you, you just come in and turn the light switch on and sit down? What does it mean supporting the, the ministries of the church? What does that mean? Helping with the projects. And Helping? Getting connected? Being, yes, Anita? Using your spiritual gift to edify 
God in your church. Okay, using what God has given you to, to build up the church. He, she's reading the notes ahead of schedule here. Okay, no, I'm just messing. Okay, so so whenever we're talking about when we're talking about ministering and helping and sharing, getting doing the ministry of the church, it's important that you have a responsibility. You know, and I'm gonna just share this with you very quickly. Probably I won't do it as good as uh, I should, but I want y'all sometimes on Sunday mornings, after we get through a church, clear your mind and just go to the back door and stand after church is over with and watch the Spanish church. Watch these people come into worship. Every single one of them has a responsibility. They come in, yeah, yeah. The, the COVID nineteen program, they 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 sanitize this whole place from one end to the other. One guy he comes in, sets up this. One guy comes and does this. They all have little jobs, and man, they just they, they get ready for worship. They want to see their worship service a priority. So you know that's what we we have to have as a member. We have to have you know what is it? Uh, you know if we if there's something that needs to be done, we do it. You know, that's just the way it is, you know. We, we need to take, get, get engaged with things that are happening within the body of the church. Now, I, I'm going to let you know right now, when we're talking about membership, if you see something, or what, I mean, Publix has got a thing. If you, uh, if you see something, don't pass it up, pick it up. Huh? Shopping is a pleasure. Yeah, shopping is a pleasure, yeah. But, but they, they tell their employees, they tell their employees, don't pass it up, pick it up. So that's the idea. When we see something that needs to be done, we need to take care of it, you know, and, and make sure it's taken care of within the church. Within, within, now I'm talking about the physical plant, being part of the membership. This is, you know, it's just like, a, uh, I want you to know, I don't own the church. I'm the pastor, but I don't own it. Who owns the church? God. Jesus owns the church. Who do we work for? We work for him. So when he wants us to be a part, he wants us to engage and do things. So, I, you know, as a shepherd of the flock, leading the, my job is to help train the employees or the membership what they need to be doing within the body of the church. You know, and so I'm, I'm just informing you. So <clears throat> I've set a trap today. There's something that needs to be done. I know I'm telling you, but I'm just going to wait and see if anybody finds it. But there's something in the church that needs to be done. And, and you say, well, that don't have nothing. It has everything to do with worship. Everything. When we walk through those doors, we need to be observant. We need to be looking and saying, you know, what can I do to make sure that the guests that come in here today to worship has the best worship experience they've ever had? I want to make sure it's right. Now, you do it with love, do it with care, but it's important as a member of First Baptist Castleberry to, to have the greatest worship day ever, every Sunday, every time we walk in the door. Now, i got all of you looking around trying to figure out what it is, but <laughs> you'll find it, hopefully. All right, so it's, it's important to, in our area of ministry, accountability. We're accountable to God. We're accountable to the Holy Scriptures, and we're accountable to the congregation. Okay? That's what, who we're accountable to. All right? Who do we, uh, what's our target? 
people. Wow, people's our target. You know, we can't get any better than that. Minimum maturity, baptized believers in Jesus Christ. To be a member of the church, to be a part of this body, you must be baptized. Now, show of hands. Everybody in the room, are y'all been immersed, baptized? If you have not been baptized, you need to be baptized. All right. So to be a member of the church, you have to be baptized. Now, spiritual gifts. Anita kind of alluded to our spiritual gifts. Uh, <clears throat> spiritual gifts are something that is very important for us. Now, I got a little handout here for you. You know, it's okay. We'll work on the rest of them. But what I want you to get out of this, I want you to think about who you are. What is your spiritual gift? Circle three of them. Now, that doesn't mean that you only have three. You can have ten. I just want three right now. You can have five. There's no limit on spiritual gifts. I had a young lady that used to come to church with us. Her name was Selena. She was on fire for the Holy Spirit. And uh, me and her got, she used to go with me to seminary every night. She'd get in here and go all the way to seminary class with me. She, she was taking auditing classes. And uh, the professor gave us a, a spiritual test to find our spiritual things. Well, she took it. She she basically came down with just one, maybe two items. The next week, she called me up. She goes, Pastor, can you give me the test again? And I says, why? She says, because I want to find more gifts. I, got, you know, I want all of them. You know, that's the way she was. She wanted all the gifts. So, you know, I don't think that we, you could, you, could you have all the gifts? I don't see, maybe, I don't think you could, but it's a possibility. So, uh, okay, uh, Ted, what was your three? You picked. Uh, service. All right. Hospitality and discernment. All right. Uh, uh, Miss Barber, what was your three? Um, I had two. Service two. and giving. Service and giving. Okay. Uh, Anita, what was yours? Why didn't even see service? So that would be one, I guess. All right. I put teaching exhortation. All right. And service, right? Okay, Matt, what was yours? I'm not sure I have any. <laughs> <laughs> You're not but, sure you have any, huh? But we'll go with... Okay, we'll go with teaching. 
All right. Knowledge. Leadership, knowledge. Okay, there you go. Hey, that's uh, that's what you see. That's when you know you got the fruits of the spirit. Okay, Jennifer, Rebecca, what about yours? I'm going to call you Jennifer, but okay. Administration, teaching, and helps for service. Okay, Miss Becky, what's yours? All right, Randy, what's yours? Uh, it's teaching, knowledge, uh, service. All right, Mark, what's yours? Teaching, knowledge, and leadership. All right. All right, so now we have our three that we did, okay? Uh, now, Matt, how do you, well, you didn't know yours, everybody else knew yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good thing, though. I know. Everybody knows. It's it's okay, so, uh, Nina, how did you know yours? Um, from working in the church. Okay, from working over the years. I mean, over you know, we have people. You know, we have people in the church that have been in the church for years, and their only job is to dust seats. <laughs> You know, that's that's their responsibility. They make sure the seats are all dusted off. Warm them. Keep I, warm seats. I think Anita's are all of these. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so, well, that's a good idea. And it's good that we know our, our stuff. So. We're really going to tax the binding on that uh, green folder again. <laughs> survey you could do it at home it's not a it's not a pass or fail test it's just to see where you're, you're if you're serious about wanting to know what your spiritual gifts is this is kind of like a, a, a guide it's not it's just a survey it, it doesn't doesn't uh, if you come get through with it and you find out you don't even have a gift that's okay it's just a piece of paper but it will kind of point you in the right direction. So it has 80 questions on it. You just answer it one through five, five being the highest and one being the lowest. Or, you know, just go through it. Then on the last page, over here, after you get through with your 80 questions, it shows you how to grade yourself. So you'll put in the, the score points and, you know, it's sort of, it's trigonometry or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But add the points up, take, take time, and really put forth an effort and see what you can come up with as far as your spiritual gifts. You know, because, you know, it's good to think you have these gifts, but, you know, to get something that kind of puts you in the direction of knowing what your gifts are. You know, if you are a leader, you have leader capabilities, and all you're doing is cleaning toilets. It's, that's, you know, that's not good. 
if you have teaching abilities and all you're doing is arts and crafts, that's not a good thing for you. Are you best utilizing what God has given you is what I'm trying to get to. You know, and a lot of times we just settle for, yeah, that's who I am. I just, I, that's me. That's my gift. I, I, that's all I want. You know, sometimes it becomes what all we want to do, not what he wants us to be doing. We all have, if you're saved today, you have gifts. The Holy Spirit gives you these gifts. And according to Philippians 4.13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We used to have a young lady here. that Her name was Mimi. She was, uh, she was with us here in the church. Now, I want you to know something. I tried to get her. She passed away a few years ago. I tried to get her to work with children. And she, you know what her answer was? I hate them. I hate children. I hate children. You know what? She was the best children worker we had in, in many areas. She, she, you know, she just, I hate you. And when she started working with children, she loved it. She enjoyed it. You know what? Because she had a gift. God gave her the, the ability uh, to minister and to work. Not Mimi was a, she was a sport. That I'm going to tell you. Music. You know, we used to play some loud music. And most older people don't like loud music. I asked her one time, I said, Meaning, I said, what do you think about the music? She said, I love it. She said, it brings in young people. And I said, don't bother me. And she goes, no. She said, I've got my ears plugged every Sunday. <laughs> she said, do what you got to do. You know, the ministry of the church, find out our gifts. You know, they can be positive. They can be uplifting. They can encourage people to grow. But do this survey, real, you know, sometime on your own this week. And uh, determine what your gifts are. Maybe, maybe you'll be surprised. Some of you said, hey, my gift is uh, uh, teaching or my gift's leadership. Come to find out. You, you have even a stronger guideline of who you are. So take a look at these things and, and determine, you know, maybe, maybe you have a gift of exhortation. Now, what is exhortation? Building people up. Building people up. Encouraging people. Maybe you have a... a, 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 a Thing of knowledge, you know? Maybe you know, you're, you know, you could use knowledge in a lot of different areas. Use your gifts to grow and to develop people. Uh, for, for, not for First Baptist Church of Castleberry, which we would benefit from it, but for God and His ministry. That's what we build it up. So, now, got one more handout. Y'all say, man, you just, I've been on the ball this week. One more handout. This one is your 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 grading. Just laid your fingers on the paper and that's not coping. I know. Well don't lick the paper after. <laughs> you might get it. Alright. So fill this out this week. Uh, and this is your profile. So we'll we'll know where we can place each other. Like, you know, my talent is not in painting. I wouldn't, I disagree. <laughs> you disagree? You don't like to paint, but you have a talent for it. <laughs> I can't paint. I disagree, right. Pastor. So anyway, but go through this here, and uh, where do you feel God is leading you to serve Him? Not Travis Benefield. 
not FBCC, but where do you feel God is leading you it's got so many costumes on here. Well, I, I, I put everything. <laughs> and that's good. You don't have to mark that one. Just mark the ones. I mean, they tried to cover every base, uh, make sure that, you know, we could find out what everybody's doing and everything like that. But, you know, go through this, this list. You know, and, and there again, you say, oh, this is just busy work. Well, it gives us an idea. Not, not only gives us an idea, the church, but it gives you an idea of what you can do and where you could be helpful at within the body of the church because we all have some responsibility it's important to find where you need use that spiritual gift to help build the congregation the first baptist church of castleberry you have that fun all right the next thing we look at here is length of service all right now this is this is a twofold uh situation length of service until you unite with another family of believers. Now listen, once, you're, once you join the church, once you become part of the kingdom of God, once you're here and you're connected in, how do you get out? You cause problems. <laughs> There's only one way to get out. Die. 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 Okay. You, you, you can't unmembership yourself. Now, the church can de-roll you, but once you were part of the kingdom of God, you know, you're there. You know, you belong to there. So there is no way out. You know, a lot of times we take, we, you know what? We've made it so easy for church membership to just quit and go somewhere else. According to the scripture, we can't do that. We've made it so easy for people to say, oh, well, I don't want to belong to that church no more. I'm just not going back no more. Uh, we we gotta we gotta look at this. When people leave the church, they need to get into another fellowship of believers. They need to be a part of another Bible-believing church. You know, when Anita and I moved from North Georgia down here, I went in and told my pastor we were moving to Florida. <clears throat> he wanted to know where. And I told him, I said, Well, we don't know yet. We'll have to get down there, and once we get there, we'll, you know, we'll find a church. He goes, as soon as you get there, you need to find a church. First thing you do, find a church. And, you know, and it was interesting. So we came here and we found a church. And I called and told him we, we found a church we were going to be going to. And he says, okay. He's, and he sent, now I'm talking 10 hours. One of the deacons from the church had to come down here and check our church out to make sure we were in a Bible-believing church. Now, is that something that you say, well, that's just control. No, it's, it's because we care for those other people. He cared for us. He, you know what? I've seen people leave churches. They go, oh, well, I'll start in another church. They never do. They never do. They, they get somewhere else, and they kind of fall out into the wayside where there's nobody connecting with them. It's important for us to stay connected. So... What, what do we do? How long is, how, what's, your, what's your length of time? You're either going to be there or you're going to be with Christ. So that's the important part. So, you know, we shouldn't allow, you know, the, the, just the falling away of the church. Okay, we're going to look at some scriptures now. Got your Bibles with you. Responsibilities and duties. 
The first responsibility and duty of every member of FBCC should be to love the members of the church. John 13, 35. Yeah, turn with me to John 13, 35. Love the members of the church. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you love one another. You have love one another. Love to one another. Yeah, I'll get it down here in a minute. All right. So what does it mean to love one another? Ted, what does it mean to love one another? To uh, put up with other people's uh, shortfalls and to care for them regardless. Okay. Care for them regardless. Uh, are you going to love are you going to are you going to love everybody? What about What about somebody that, you know that joins the church uh Matt's pointing to himself. <laughs> what? What? I mean, are you going to love everybody? Supposed to. Wait a minute. No, that wasn't the answer. Now, are you going to love everybody? That are part of the church. You, yes. You can love That's people what he said. and care about their soul without okay. liking them. All right. You can. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to like everybody. I might not like what you say or do. But, but I still can love. Still them. care about their soul, and yeah. that's the kind of love God's talking about. Unconditional love. You know, we we love them no matter. You know, but what about does, now? When when it talks about this here, uh, Matt, help me out here in verse thirty-five. It says, right. "By this, go ahead and read it for me. Read it. By this shall I know that you're my that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. Love one to another." Now, is that loving the entire world? It's just, or is it just a membership? It's not to love the world. Huh? To love the world. It's talking about fellow believers. Fellow believers. It's in the context of fellow believers. So we're, we're looking at fellow believers in the church, within the body of the church. Now, how big is the body of the church? Approximately 13% of the population. Okay, it's not just FBCC, is it? The church is the body of the church. So we're to love other believers. We're to love other believers. And it's important for us to have that love. So, you know, guess what? Those Presbyterians that Matt wants to destroy next week, That's right. we need to love them anyway, don't we? Some of them. But now Matt's going to destroy them. He... <laughs> Competition is there. So we are to love the members of the body. Number two, faithful attend regular church gatherings and meetings. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Now, I know this verse has a lot of controversy that goes about it, but let's talk about it for a minute. So read it for me, Anita. I have to find it. I got it. I'm going to read it. Yeah. I can't read it. I'm Matt, read it for me. I do know how to read it. All right. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. All right. It's only become controversial since Corona, because it was never controversial before February of 2020. Okay. And the only reason it's become controversial is because... People want to ignore that because they don't want to go out because they're scared. 
Okay. All right. Uh, what else? I think we should highlight that verse, that word exhorting one another. Okay. All right. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Okay. What do we come to church to do at FBCC? Love. Love them. If they're not here, what? We can't love them if they're not here. Pray for them. Pray for them. But I mean, I'm talking about love. Put some love on them. Give somebody some love sometimes. You know what, guys? We, we have to understand this first. To come together, exhorting one another, lifting each other up. You know what builds a strong church is unity together. When we're, 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 we're together with one another. It's important for us to see that. So here scripture is telling us that we must go to church. But now it says also, but it's what? Not so much the more as ye see the day approaching. What day? The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord? What else? All right. We need to be ready. We need to be exhorting each other. We need to be lifting them up, assembling ourselves together. Now, can we do that on the internet? Can we assemble ourselves together on the internet? Not really. Y'all, did y'all see on the news this week where the pastor in Canada was arrested for having church? He got 90 days in solitary. They don't even put cri criminals that much time. Didn't even give him bond. 90 days because he was putting the public in danger. Having church. When did you think having church is going to put the public in danger? Wow. It's important for us to understand that Scripture tells us that we have to do that. This is what his, his wife was interviewed on Fox News this weekend, and he, she specifically said, the Bible tells us that we have to come together. We have to. And the judge said, no, you're not going to. So we're in for a, 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 a huge, a huge... Uh, problem here coming up. Support the church financially. Uh, Ted, read 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 8 for me. Yeah, six, seven, and eight. Nine, chapter nine, six, seven, and eight. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. All right. So support the church financially. Uh, otherwise, uh, do what God has laid on your heart. You know, I know we, we, we use the term 10%, that kind of stuff. You know, it all belongs to God. 
We're just managers of what he's given us. So whatever we give back, that's what God, you know, God will judge us upon that. And that's a personal thing. You know, it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that. You know, you just look at the, uh, uh, the support of the church and see, well, you know what, can the church afford to do this? Can the church afford to do that? And if you're not tithing, you really can't say nothing, right? Right? If you're not giving, then you can't complain about, well, we don't have air conditioning this week. We have to sweat. You know, whatever. All right, so uh, sharing the gospel. Romans 10, 14 and 15. Uh, <clears throat> now then, they shall call on him in whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings and good cheer. So we are to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's important for us to continue to carry that out. And that's one of the things that we need. Also here, number five, make disciples, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. We're not going to go to that because we read that one all the time. Matthew 28, 19. Uh, go ye therefore in all nations, baptizing and teaching them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we need, to, we need to have these scriptures and we need to understand what is required of us here at this church. Ensure the pure gospel is proclaimed, 1 Timothy 6, 3 through 5. I bet Matt knows that one by heart, right Matt? Well, sort of. <clears throat> if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. All right, so, so there we go. Uh, we, we need to uh, ensure the pure gospel is proclaimed, you know, and, and not halfway done, but we need to understand the gospel is what we live on. It's our daily bread. And we need to understand that. He is our daily bread. Okay, let's look at Titus 2, 11, and, uh, 11 through 15. Titus. Titus chapter 2, starting in verse 11 through 15. Uh, Ted? Or Rebecca, you read that one for us, if you don't mind. Titus 2. 11 through 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation is us that denying godliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. All right, so let's, let's jump back over to verse 12, because verse 12 is what I want us to look at. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Uh, you know, that's something that the church needs to really look at. What, what's the key words right there? What is the key word in that, that verse 12? Denying 
No. Righteousness. Teaching us. We have to learn as, as believers within the church. We have to learn. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath happened to all men, teaching us. We got to be teaching us these things. You know, it, when, when we start teaching, you know, uh, as members come into the church where the, the, the maturity of those believers within the body needs to be teaching the, the younger ones uh, the scriptures, teaching them. And how's the best way to teach somebody, Anita? By your lifestyle. By your lifestyle. Wow. You don't even have to open a book. You are, but Matt, they just sat right there and read off every one of your spiritual traits. You didn't even have to answer them. How did they get that information? <laughs> by your life the way you act what you do every day how you speak what you do how you go you know it, that's, that's who you are and so people see that without even asking the questions we can teach us teach others and if you teach those they will live lives soberly righteously and godly in this present world Wow, isn't that amazing? All you got to do is teach them, and this is what they will do. You teach them, God will do the rest. Okay? Let's look at uh, uh, participate in ordinances given by Jesus. Now, we're not going to go to that one ever because we know what the ordinances are. There's only two, right? Well, actually, there's three. Can you give me those three? Evangelism. No. Baptism. Baptism. Lord's Supper. <laughs> All right, Matt, go ahead. Baptism, Lord's Supper. What's the third one? I bet nobody knows the third one. Washing feet. Washing feet. That's absolutely correct. Washing feet. All right, so we got those three. Exercise, lovely, godly discipline on other church members. Matthew, we kind of went over that a little earlier. And then glorify God, 1 Peter 2, 12. Growing together, Acts 2, 44. And giving back, Acts 2, 44. 48, 45 through 47. So that's what the requirements and responsibilities and duties of being is what is expected of the church members of FBCC. That's a whole lot to unpack. So that's why you've got a lot of homework to do and prepare yourselves. And we're going to close out right there. Any questions on today's class?